Good afternoon, Instagram. I'm imagining most people are outside, hopefully enjoying the sunshine, but somebody who I'm really hoping isn't outside enjoying the sunshine is the amazing Stu, who's gonna be joining me to have a chat about values. And I've been um, really loving Stu's content recently. If you don't follow him, you really should. He puts out such a lot of free content. There's, oh, here he is. He's here already. He's a pro. Um, so much like amazing free content. I just signed up actually to his uh, newsletter and I've already been uh, given loads of free things and free recipes. So definitely uh, check it out. But let's see. I think Stu's going to ask any second. And we're going to, oh, here we go. It'll be lovely to live with Spain, with Stu, find out how Gibraltar is, I think. Stu, are you there? You're there. Hello, how Hello. are you? I'm very well. How's Gibraltar today? Um, I believe it's warm outside. I haven't been outside. Well, I was this morning when I walked to the gym and back, but other than that, I haven't. So um, oh, I would that? imagine just, just busy all day, busy sitting in front of a laptop, unfortunately. Uh, means okay. I miss most of the sun. That's also why I am still relatively pale. Considering I live in a very warm country, you'd expect me to have a much better tan than what I do. Um, I'm slightly more tanned than you, aren't I? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, absolutely. You, you probably do. Get your vitamin um, what was that, sorry? You need to go outside and get your vitamin D. Yeah, I do, I do. Um, it's just been one of those weeks already, and it's only Tuesday. It's just been a very busy week. Um, I, just, I, get, I, I go outside and get all my all my walking done first thing of the morning because then if anything comes in in the rest of the day and yeah. I miss my opportunities, it's not the end of the world. Uh, so yeah. I could walk to the gym and back every morning, which racks up a, a, a fair bit of outside time. But other than that, today I have not left the house well. I was just saying that I, um, I've just signed up to a newsletter and I love how much free stuff you've already given me. So I've just <laughs> signed up. It's so good. I like signed up and I haven't even managed to look at all the free stuff, but some amazing recipes I started to look at. And then I was like, oh, I better come on live instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, just, just got to um, give some value. Hope that people take something from it. Yeah, it was amazing. I love, I've never really thought it was like mango and goat's cheese on toast. I bet that is delicious. Nice. Yeah, mango, mango is an alpha fruit. Like, as far as fruits go, it's mango or watermelon. Anything with either of those in and I'm sold. Oh, okay. I'll post up quite soon because it's like really the good, a good season. It's like a mint and feta and watermelon salad with pistachios. Um, and like lime juice and it's zingy and it's fresh I'll, I'll get it it'll be on like my list of recipes my uh my girlfriend used to, we used to joke and call it like the 20 pound salad because it cost that much to make but that you like so she used to get like prawns and halloumi mm. and steak and loads of like greenery and then when you've cooked everything in the pan take everything out and throw watermelon in and i was like cooking watermelon in a pan are you mad and it turned out it was actually quite good like i was like Oh, fair play. If that works, it somehow works. But then you were putting like pine nuts in as well, and it's like this is a ridiculously expensive salad. This is a <laughs> this is a this is a financial nightmare of a salad. In fact. So yeah, I like, would that, that's... that one because that sounds like I don't know. That's blowing my mind thinking about cooking watermelon. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I was proper. I was proper dubious, but she was like, "Yep, just throw it in." I was like, okay then. No, no problem. It turned out all right. Yeah, I was. I was quite impressed. 
okay okay I'm, I'm not sold 100% you said it turned out okay but anyway yeah. I think <laughs> the reason I wanted uh to chat again with you Stu because we had an amazing chat last time I think it was around Easter wasn't it because we were talking about like how to deal with like social eating and yeah. then I've been really, and I, I can see it through the content on your Instagram as well. I think you and I are getting quite crystal clear about our, um, like our values and kind of like as coaches that we're realizing because we've been on journeys ourselves. And I, I was chatting to someone else on a podcast and I think it is more powerful when you've worked with a coach who's got experience of doing it the wrong way. Like you and I, we've yeah. kind of done things the wrong way probably even as coaches we probably you know when I think back to some of the stuff oh, 100%. I do, yeah yeah 100%. Course, you know and the clearer I get on my values I'm like actually I need people to like lift their gaze I need people to stop having this kind of primary focus about keeping themselves small and I really want to help people find like a pattern of movement and training and nourishment that makes them thrive and I see that in your content as well I was yeah. watching stories earlier and it was really nice. It was like, you know, when you work with me, sometimes I give you a calorie target. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes, you know, and I just was like, that's, it's so nice that there are coaches like us who are realizing that actually for some people, the worst thing you could possibly do is give them like a calorie target and make yeah. them like focused on nutrition when they've got like, broken history with dieting they're disconnected from their body you know they they don't have like a happy healthy mindset around food and nutrition yeah and and i think that it, it's what you said there you know it's that disconnection in some way from what they currently feel to how they actually want to feel that yeah. that divide and i was um i was speaking earlier to a client of mine we had like a little client catch-up call and she was saying on there you know like actually right now i'm not she said like i'm not going to sit here and tell you that i love my body because i absolutely don't but i also understand that i from the previous history that i've had with dieting that i am truly exhausted from it and she's now started to feed her body and mm -hmm. lo and behold what used to stress her out in situations now doesn't she's got more energy she feels more content on the day-to-day -day. life feels that little bit easier and yeah. you can take the focus away from dieting and, and saying, actually, right now, like, I understand in the future, I may want to change my body, but it's very much a may. Because what yeah. quite often happens is people discover, you know what, actually, there's a completely different side to life out there that isn't focused on dieting, that isn't yeah. focused on restriction and, and fitting this, what we would call a norm that is almost like diet culture now. And yeah. it's like that doesn't have to be the way that you you live your life. They can be yeah. a completely separate side to the coin. Just no no one explores it as per se. Yeah, and I think it's difficult, isn't it? Because people assume that if you're going to work with a coach to kind of improve habits, it has to be with that idea of like fat loss or, you know, like, you know, obviously it's always improved health and fitness. If You know, obviously we want you to feel amazing, but it is, yeah. you know, it's really, it's a real kind of, delicate balance because you don't want too much you don't want too little you need to kind of check that the focus is right and I suppose that's what brings us to our chat today which is going to be about values and how if somebody is feeling like overwhelmed kind of a bit lost not really knowing what to do 
why maybe defining what what values are important to them so kind of like i suppose the questions i had written down are things like well who am i and what do i want to be and then kind of really thinking about the things in life that are really important to you because i suppose i was trying to think of an example where it might go really wrong and something that might resonate with people who have tried like multiple diets so say for example you try and do a trendy diet like i don't know low carving or keto but you have values around eating with your family you have values around um, being really sociable you have uh, maybe you have values around um kind of having meaningful work and you've got a lot of focus so maybe they're three of your main values if you're also trying to restrict a whole macronutrient that might not massively align no. with somebody who's so family focused no absolutely and just to i know bread isn't a value but i feel if i could have bread as a value it would be like, <laughs> i bloody love bread <laughs> but like the, those those values what you're saying there you know if you're so if like what you say meaningful work and you're trying to build something that can have an enormous impact on the world or the people around you or, or really change something that's going to require a lot of mental attention it's yeah. going to require a lot of your energy and focus and time and then when it comes down to the, the finer details if you go on low low carb one of the potential side effects of going low carb is a little bit of brain fog because yeah. you're not eating enough carbohydrates to fuel your body. So can yeah. you turn up at your absolute best for that meaningful work if you're going low carb? Probably not. You're probably going to be more irritable. Like I know I am when I don't eat low carbs. I'm a lot more irritable just because I'm not eating carbs. And it's yeah. not because there's anything special about them. It's just because I'm getting them as fuel for my body. I don't they perform as well in training. Yeah. And then if I don't perform as well in training, then does that then impact my mental well-being for the day? And we might say, well, actually, I love training. I love lifting heavy. I love going in the gym and throwing some weight about and being like, oh, I, I feel great when I come out of the gym and that sets me up for the day. But if I can't perform in the gym and that then means that I leave the gym feeling deflated and then my energy doesn't continue through, through the day, then my meaningful work then takes a hit. So you're not yeah. living in line with that value, exactly what you just said. Oh, I, I see. This is why I knew she would be so... You've just, like, I love the way you just took that in that direction. That's amazing. Like, yeah, that's that's really... I suppose I, yeah, I hadn't thought about it in that brain fog way, but you're exactly right. Like, I remember once running with a friend who was trying to be low carb, but I think she also had a value around improving her, like, health. Um, but she couldn't run because she hadn't had any carbohydrates. So she was like, oh, I'm exhausted. I can't really run. So it was like, but the, the value that's important to you at the moment is improving your fitness or, you know, improving your health. So obviously that is hopefully, you know, under that caveat, you would be hoping to improve your fitness. However, you haven't given your body the fuel it needs to go on the run, which will ultimately improve your fitness. Yeah. Therefore, and this is why, and I think like most people, hopefully that follow you and I, we, may, we need to kind of get out to the other people really um is the reason that fad diets don't work because if you kind of take any of those fad diets if you took a moment to think about what's important in your life like for example i think lots of the women i work with will have a massive value around social eating and a massive value around being a good role model to their children yeah so absolutely down for like a slim fast shake or um you know being restrictive around food or having fatty behaviors around food 
that won't align with the value they've got. But I think they get desperate and they don't think anything apart from being more intense with their restriction will help them lose fat. They're so disillusioned, but it doesn't align with their values because they can't sit down with the kids anymore. And then, you know, they basically, they'll be really intense. They'll go on that cycle and then they'll be like, oh, I kind of like, fuck it. And then they're off it again completely. And, and this is it. This is a big thing from my personal experience as well. When I was super restrictive in dieting, I would have the ridiculous meal of like cocoa pops and chicken for tea. But that meant that I couldn't have a meal with my girlfriend. And I really love to spend time with her. We're both really love food and love sitting down and enjoying nice meals and cooking. And, and yeah. that disconnect, that gap that it left actually caused more stress on my relationship with food so exactly what you said there around like um if someone's doing these slim fast shakes and they sit down and they can't have that connection with the family their values of like oh my god i want to sit down and enjoy this that added level of disconnection then increases the emotional dysregulation on the other side which then just fuels those relationship with food behaviors that maybe then turn to You've already started on the restrict and overeat cycle. So it now becomes the restrict and emotionally overeat cycle. And then you're in that and you're going down that path. And it's a, it's a hard one to come back out of. So some of those behaviors, as soon as we disconnect away from our values, they can actually cause the other areas of our life to get that much worse. Just because yeah. that, if that relationship with food takes a hit and even more of a hit than it already was from being restrictive. So maybe really lower level and disordered eating behaviors become a lot more intense, which means the work that you've got to do on the other side of them is so much more to yeah. get away from those behaviors. So yeah. it's that sort of spiral and motion that can really happen. And I think I know you, um, I'm currently going through like EIQ nutrition, and I know you like graduated ages ago, but in it, it was really interesting. They were talking about like the research about, you know, dieting is kind of correlated with obviously having like a poorer relationship with your body and food and actually kind of I think almost like even correlated with living in probably like a bigger body than you would like like the more you engage in diet style behaviors like if you're not doing it mindfully if you're not doing it kind of carefully in a self-loving way with somebody maybe to guide you through it properly like you're actually you know by engaging in these behaviors you're really at risk of going in the exact opposite direction that you think you want to go in yeah and like you've said there, you know, some of the behaviours that we see quite regularly in what we would call diet culture, like fad, fad diets, intense levels of restriction, um, they, they appear to a lot of people to be the only route because up until that point, they often feel, or what I've experienced from working with people, is they often feel like nothing else has worked for them. And at that moment, they're very much blaming willpower. And I think there's currently a massive message out there that if you can't achieve something, you're just lazy. And it's not that at all. If you are living a life that is not aligned with what you value the most or what you're trying to achieve doesn't somehow align with those values, mm. you don't want it. You quite simply don't want it. It's a should. It's you feel you should be doing this as opposed to you actually want to do this. So then when you're dieting for the only reason of I should diet, yeah, then that disconnects you away from A, your own values, but then B, drives you down that path of like, oh my God, I feel like I'm not strong enough, I'm not disciplined enough, I don't have the motivation. And it's for none of the reasons that you don't have any of those, 
just you're not doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. And then at the back of that, you're like, that restriction that comes out, oh, the only way that I'll ever get more progress is to restrict more. That must have been being too lazy or too slack with myself. And then people beat themselves up and then go down more restriction, which yeah. then just causes these other behaviours to just perpetuate even more. Oh, 100%. I was, I was thinking because there's nothing wrong with like, say, if one of your values, and I don't think, like I think if I ask, and I'm gonna start asking the women that I'm working with, and I've actually got like a free like little Facebook mindset reset um, going for seven days. And actually I want to start it with values. It's sort of going live tonight at seven if anyone wants to join Lincoln Stories. But um, I really want people to think about what their values are first, because if one of your, if one of your number one um, values is aesthetics, and I don't think that any of the women I work with would put that as one of their number one values. However, that is always the thing that kind of has maybe driven them to seek out this like health change. But I actually think what you need to then realize is that you want to live this fulfilling life. You want to, and I spoke about it with a, um, an amazing coach the other day, but like you don't want your pie chart to be filled up so much with and um, what am I going to eat? How am I going to exercise? How am I going to keep myself small? Maybe if your number one value is aesthetics, maybe you're okay with your pie chart being quite full. Maybe it's your career. Maybe you're like a bikini model. Maybe, you know, maybe that gives you meaningful work. So maybe for you, it's one of your values. But I, I can like hand on heart think that I think when I start talking to my clients more about their values, I don't think any of them are going to say, oh, number one is aesthetics. Not that there would be anything wrong if it was. No. But I think you, if you're thinking about the benefit versus burden, the benefit of maybe living in what you perceive to be your dream body would carry such a burden for you because actually you've got values that are far higher than aesthetics you want to like go out with your friends you want to socialize you want to have relaxed social patterns of eating but actually you've got this like stuck image of wanting to be like nine stone and happy in a size eight bikini because once upon a time that's how you were and you know i just i think people need to take a little bit of time before they set their goals to really think about what their values are yeah, absolutely. And, and like what you said there, you know, when you identify those th top three, four, five, however, like obviously keep it to a minimum, but if you're picking three top values and one of them is socially and one of them is family and one of them is meaningful work, like you said there, is diet going to add to any of those? To an extent on some of them, you might be able to find a little link, but not to the point where dieting becomes fill in that pie chart you know for example like if you have some excess body fat to lose you could maybe say well actually i'm going to do this to set a really good example for my kids there you've linked it to family actually yeah i'm going to do this so that i can turn up um energy filled because at the minute i'm struggling a little bit i just need to engage in those health seeking behaviors as yeah. opposed to crash dieting i just need to you know pick more nutritious food i need to double down on my sleep i need to make sure i'm hydrated i need to do all these things that may bring fat loss alongside that just by going through those actions but if that then allows you to turn up your best for your family for your loved ones allows you to go out and be have an element of freedom around food so you can still enjoy social occasions amazing but like you say it's when the ex more extremes come into it that then dominate that pie chart that take away from other areas of your life that's yeah. when we start to see problems and this sort of that same disconnect that feeling of like oh, this doesn't quite feel right, or no matter how much effort, quote-unquote, 
you put in, you just don't seem to get anywhere. And it's almost like what I'm doing right now, I can't connect that to the bigger vision of my life. And usually the bigger vision of your life is fed by those values. Yeah, of course. And I, yeah, so I think, I suppose our sort of message to people is make sure you're really thinking about what's important in your life at this moment in time. And I loved what you just said there, because actually, you know, and I know you and I, we have incredible results, like in regards to achieving fat loss for clients, if, if you know, but I would agree, obviously, we're putting it more as a side effect. So, you know, you've created these and I, I've stolen it off you a million times since chatting to you last, but those health seeking eyes, like having your health seeking eyes on looking after yourself better, loving yourself more, treating yourself like you would somebody you absolutely adored, like treating yourself like you'd want your kid to treat their body, as a side effect of that, if you are carrying too much um, body fat, you've stored up too much energy because of sort of cumulative behaviors that haven't been self-loving, that haven't been looking after yourself, the side effect of looking after yourself better is going to probably be you tapping into those fat stores. And that's brilliant. But what I really liked is that you you sort of linked it there, that your value maybe of being able to show up as a better parent, it might be that might actually correspond with you losing some body fat and getting a bit healthier. But that being such a better driver than the aesthetics of, you know, like, I don't know, I just don't like my thighs or I just want to get rid of my tummy. Like that's, you haven't gone deep enough with your why. You're not going to stay. Yeah, there. 100%. Getting, getting deep with that why is, so a great example that I'm quite frankly sick of seeing is people say, oh, improve your confidence by dieting but there are other ways to improve your confidence that have got nothing to do with dieting confidence there's no that obviously there's going to be a very superficial link between like confidence and body confidence and the way that you look and they are going to fit there but confidence tends to come down to your relationship with taking on hard things and if you've done something hard in the past you know but dieting isn't the only hard thing you can do in your life so when it comes to something like improving, improving confidence, it's like, right, how can we link this to your current values? How can we link this goal that you, you want to your current values? And usually when you peel away some of the layers of like, oh, I want more confidence, something in particular has happened that has made them feel disassociated from the values. Mm -hmm. So maybe something was like, um, for example, they maybe tried to, uh, from like a fitness perspective, they maybe went to play with the kids and they were dead out of breath and couldn't keep up with the kids. And they're like, oh, my God, I, like, I can't keep up with my children. And then all of a sudden, the goal's fat loss. But the goal's not fat loss. The goal's, I want to be healthy enough to play with my kids. Mm -hmm. But they just don't realise that yet till they link to the values and go, oh, my God, that was never what I wanted. I've had, I've had clients come to me and they've been like, right, I want to lose some body fat. And after a couple of weeks of working together, doing some exploration, you know, looking into these values, doing a bit of journaling, and they go, oh, my God, I didn't ever want fat loss. I wanted this instead, but I just didn't realize it at the time because it was so easy to use fat loss as, like, the go-to goal because that's the goal of the fitness industry, apparently, fat loss. So as soon as, the, as, soon as we strip away, well, is it actually about fat loss or is it about something else? Is it actually about building confidence? Or was there a particular occasion in your life where you felt massively underconfident due to an external factor that we need to work on? And as soon as you can align those with values and be like, actually, the goal now is family. I love my kids. I want to be able to play with them. I want to be able to keep up with them. Again, fat loss might come as that side goal. 
but now improving your fitness, improving your energy, that's like, well, that's number one priority. And yeah. That doesn't involve being super food focused, which is yeah. uh, obviously a massive advantage. I love that. Because if you think of that person in particular, like the alarm goes off, you're meant to go down and exercise or get to the gym. Like fat loss isn't going to get you out of bed. But actually remembering that you've made that link and that's really nice that you just mentioned kind of about that linking it. You know, actually what's really important to me is my kids. I'm going to my, do my workout. I'm going to turn up for myself because I've got this value about wanting to like, you know, future-proof myself, get at playing with the kids, etc. That's so much more motivational than kind of just, because, you know, when you are sort of in a body that isn't feeling fit, like you could just be like, oh, you know what, what does it matter? I'm going to, you know, I, I just wanted to get rid of it. I've been once to the gym. I, I don't look any thinner. I'm not going to bother. Whereas when you've got those much more kind of like that holistic vision of why you're improving your health and fitness and the fact that it's not down to like what's going to happen on the scales. Because again, people are demotivated all the time. Because if they've chosen fat loss and they don't have a great why, and then they choose the metric of scale weight, surprising that it just cycles again and again and again because you're yeah. apparently not gonna turn up for yourself you're gonna you know you're not gonna start trusting yourself to be that person who turns up because your uh, why hasn't really been established when you're working you yeah. how do you get them to how do you get them to get to their why do you just keep kind of they say fat loss so then what do you say i think a big thing is sort of not finding the trigger because trigger is a bit of a, one of those words but like what made you think in that moment that fat loss was now the goal what was that initial starting point let's get to there because you can sort of unpick stuff around there but i think when you it's that it's building that awareness of themselves like the, a big thing for me is asking questions and like obviously there's there's why but like Getting into the questions of the steering wheel of the mind, 90% of the time, the answers that people are looking for, they already know. They just don't know they know. And it's about unpicking some of those layers and being like, what do you really need to get solved right now? What is the problem that you're facing right now that you will solve? Oh, I need to drop some body fat. And so so what's that What's that caused you to lose in the past? Or what, what has that caused you to, what struggles did that cause you to face? And then when some of the struggles come up, all of a sudden, Fat loss wasn't fat. The the body fat wasn't really the issue. It was something else. It was that lack of confidence, or like, oh my god, um, I I didn't feel as though I was good enough in this particular environment or in this particular place. And all of a sudden, the 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 body fat goal now goes a little bit more to the wayside. And as you say, for some people, that takes a lot of time to get through all of those barriers. And I think when accepting that every single person, like I know for a fact, you'll do this with your clients. Um, just accepting that every single person is completely different. And this is something to say to people watching, you know, you are completely different to everyone else. So if take the pressure off that you need to find this why right away or that just because you can't understand why right away, it, it means that you're a bad person or something bad happens. It's just that some people take more time to go on this journey of self-discovery and, and to really take that step back and look inside and be like, journaling and, and, and meditations and mindfulness practices, they're all going to help you get there. But realistically, there's only you that knows that answer. And yeah. you can get guides and prompts from a coach that's going to ask you questions or, or help you do that exploration. But it, it's you need to be the one to find that answer. Then when you find that and you align them with your values and your goals, like I'm pointing up there because that's where mine are written. 
They're written above oh, my really? board. Okay. Um, and this is like, again, keeping them visible and accessible. And they're going to change, obviously. But when you take that step back and go, actually, what I actually want is that. Then the second that you make that realisation, like, uh, like I was saying earlier with that, that client, she made that realisation herself. We just guided her to that. Yeah. And then she found all the answers that she needed on that, on that call herself. I didn't give a piece of advice. I didn't give any suggestions. I just asked questions. And yeah. she was like, oh, my God. That, that's what it is. That, that's it. I was like, yeah, awesome. Because you need to be able to unpick your own barriers. And that's why journaling is so powerful. Because yeah. you're asking yourself guided questions that then are like, right, how do I feel? Why do I feel like this? Um, what am I holding on to that I need to let go of? You know, when you're dropping these, these prompts and like, oh, well, actually, I feel like i am maybe got this bit of baggage. What's that bit of baggage? Explore it. What does it mean? What's it feel like? What, what are the thoughts that you've got tied to that? And then all of a sudden you start unpicking this. The analogy I always use is headphones. Somehow you put a set of headphones in your pocket and they come out tangled. And no matter how many like you unpick one knot and there's another knot and yeah. sometimes you've got to partially unpick one knot to then get the rest of the headphones through to then unpick another knot it's yeah. not linear it's not there's no direct process for it it's just dealing with what's in front of you and trying to unpick bits and sometimes you make it worse and sometimes yeah. you make it better and yeah. that's like that whole analogy of unpicking and it's that uh visual where it's all messy and then it says yeah. about writing and it's a that straight line that gets often quite shared that's the way that I get clients to do it, to do their own self-exploration because I'm not going to be able to tell them the answer. Oh, that sounds so much harder than cutting out carbs, though. No, yeah, it's not. <laughs> and, and that's the problem. That's the problem. It's uncomfortable. It do you is. know what I mean? Doing that work is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But that's the difference is cutting out carbs and misery or living a completely fulfilling life that you love. Yeah, yeah. and it is looking, and I know I, like I want to like oh I got a message the other day from a girl I'd only been working with her a couple of weeks and she was like you know you've opened my eyes and I'm I'm just giving up pursuing skinny and it was actually like you've got to grieve it because I think lots of us who've kind of like had it embedded into our consciousnesses it's it's like the only valid goal and actually once you do free your mind and you're like oh, actually my my goal isn't skinny anymore because I've got values around family and health then obviously that might mean that I do behaviors that impact my body composition I'm 100% not saying that they won't and they might yeah on like a myriad of different factors and kind of you know sort of where you are with your sort of health seeking behaviors but yeah it was just so phenomenally freeing for her when she was like you know I've just I've just realized that that isn't my goal like it doesn't align with who she wants to be it's not how she wants to turn up in life she doesn't want to give it like enough thought like she doesn't want to you know some people don't mind and I think, you know, there's maybe periods in your life where you've got different values because your values change. Like, yeah. I think our journaling, it's probably really important kind of like every, I don't know, maybe every six weeks to write them down again, to check back in. Because it might be that for health, because again, I was going to kind of talk about things people could do, but it's, it's quite handy if you sort of write down your value and then you have your goal. And it might be, say, you are living in a body and you have got too much fat stored, that for health reasons, and health is one of your values, that you are going to try and um, be in a bit of a calorie deficit and you are going to make sure you get your steps in and your training, but you're tying it to your value of health. And yeah. then it might be 
still have health as a value, but once you've maybe dropped that body fat, it might be to, you know, keep up with the kids or get stronger so you can, so, you know, you can kind of shift goalposts. Yeah, like, I, I think it, when you sit here and how dynamic life is, like, things change basically overnight in some circumstances for some people. And when that happens, your values are going to change. Like, when you go through some sort of transformative, like, for example, um, uh, an old client messaged me the other day, the, the expected, and he said, he messaged me and said, it's absolutely mental how previously he did diet for an aesthetic purpose. And he was like, my values changed overnight. They changed, as soon as, that, as soon as I learned about that, my values changed overnight. It's not about me anymore. It's about setting, setting a great example. And, and the reason why he was doing it completely changed. So, you know, when you go through, it could be, it could even be like, like I think we've said, like you said previously, like uh, grieving or something like that. As soon as these big life events happen, don't even have to be big technically, it could be small. But as soon as something happens, your values might have changed. What you're really prioritizing right now might change. Yeah. And it's worthwhile checking in with them to say, do I still value this to the same level that I did? And there's nothing to say that you couldn't have a list of a few, but just have a top priority. And then yeah. that list juggles up and juggles down. Like I've got yeah. five and they're in order at the moment, but that order's changed in the past. They've just rejuggled in position. And that sort of, oh, well, actually, yeah, okay, maybe that does need to change a little bit. Maybe I do need to rearrange this and juggle this. And, and it's just where you are in your life at the time and everyone's previous experiences, traumas, um, things that they're going through, the current, like, jobs, family life, everything, they're all going to have an impact on what you value at that time. Yeah, and it is a bit like sometimes I will talk to people about kind of like gas burners, and I've said it before, but you can't, like, say, for example, like you've even got like four values, like it was interesting you say you order them, you can't have all four gas burners like on full throttle, it might be that at points you have to turn down your value around house because meaningful work is taking off. And I know you and me were both like growing businesses, and we're really busy. So probably we might be exercising less than we ever used to or, you know, like our value around that has had to shift and actually meaningful work is at the top at the minute. And I can see by the way, you're nodding, you're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you know, like like i think if i look back to like again i've obviously had a massive change in shift around body image and um the, the sake of dieting and but like i would i used to teach karate so i was training multiple times a day near enough every day of the week so right then training and, and fitness and like there's some weeks i was doing like 10 14 sessions a week because none of my other priorities at that time were anything else. That was my priority. That was my only thing. So yeah. I could put a lot of time into that. But now I train five and yeah. I, I've set my non-negotiable as three. I just yeah. get there five days, which is great. But I don't track calories because that's just, I don't just don't need to. But then like my, he improved my relationship with food, took over as a priority for a very long time. So for like a year that became priority so then diet and, and fat loss and all that sort of stuff was just completely gone. And it was like, right, I need to improve my relationship with food here, which was obviously impacting health. Yeah. And then, that's, and then now. Interesting. Oh, go you on, have, sorry. So I was just going to say, it's interesting. You have that overall value of health, but what comes underneath it might be like, obviously 
a calorie deficit, but it also might be improved relationship with food. And like, obviously it's lovely that you've just illustrated that, you know, you had to sort of shift and your health focus was obviously improving your relationship with food, but you did the other stuff before, which actually yeah. wrecked, the, wrecked the relationship with food. Yeah, yeah, that, that was what did the damage. And, and, you know, this is, again, that sort of, not to get into a whole, that short-sighted thing that diet was going to bring me something, which obviously never, but it's that whole idea of the health encompasses so much. You know, like, I feel like physical health is a foundation to a lot of other things. So if you don't have an element of physical health, can you really have purpose and meaning? Mm -hmm. Or if your physical health goes away, are you still going to be able to do the purpose and meaning, like, what meaningful work or fulfill your purpose and meaning? Are you still going to have happiness and, and life satisfaction? If you can try and prioritize, like, physical health is a, a building block of that. There's those five... Um, five parts of living a fulfilling life mental and physical health emotional health uh happiness and satisfaction meaningful uh, meaning and purpose and connection like social relationships or close social relationships those five yeah. like they're all so heavily intertwined and then when you add values to that as well to say like actually this is what i really value you can then double down on some of those areas to make sure that they're bringing up almost like that same level so that you've got the same same level of fulfillment across multiple areas of life while still maintaining that relative balance, like you say, not blowing yourself out by going wild all the time with one yeah. particular, which is where I was. Health, diet, technically health in my head, which was actually dieting, which was getting, trying to get abs, um, was cranked up to the absolute max, Yeah, which then impacted other areas of my health. Yeah, yeah. Emotional health, relationship with food. All of those got damaged because I was on max there was nothing else. There was no more I could give in that department. And I was still trying to keep the others up. And then, well, yeah. we'll something had to give. And it was the relationship with food and emotional health. Yeah. And you've really got, like, so many tokens, haven't you? Like, as a human being. And I think we all have to start getting quite like, honest when we're thinking about our values. Like, you know, yeah, it might be like everyone's got that kind of dream idea. But if you think about the amount of energy and tokens you'd have to give to it or the amount of your pie chart you need to give over to your, you know, your skewed idea of what you think your body should look like when you're really real with yourself. And I think it, you're just going to save yourself so much heartache if you can just be real, get real with your values, what really matters. You know, how would you know that you'd kind of, you know, achieve this sort of dream of yours? Would it be that you can just like jump on a bike? You, you know, your kids are like, oh, do you want to go for a little run or do their 5K with them or their 2K on a Sunday park run? Whatever it is, like that needs to be the driver and just kind of, yeah, just kind of letting go and getting quite, quite real with yourself. Otherwise, it's just this, you know, and some women I work with, they've been in their 70s and, you know, they obviously finally they find somebody like a coach like me who's suddenly like oh actually you know there was a lady I once worked with and she hadn't worn leggings because somebody when she was in her 20s had said something about her legs and she was in her 70s and we were just like no no but you know again working through the feeling of her not being able to wear them and eventually you know she wore them through town and it was amazing and she was really happy but I was just so sad that obviously for like years like I don't know what that would be like 50 years she hadn't worn the leggings she felt like she had to kind of keep her legs hidden and it was there was nothing wrong with the legs it was the mind and it was the the mending of the the mindset around you know 
how she perceived her legs to be, etc. that needed mending. Like, the, I don't think the bodies that you and I are working with are ever broken, but the people's mindsets and brains need the, the love. Yeah, it, it's very perception-based. So the way that you perceive yourself and then also the way that you perceive others to see you and perceptions are influenced by what I would call like general day-to-day -day energy or state or it's like if you're not sleeping great your perception drops so mm. then how you feel about a particular thing then changes if you're potentially not eating the most nutrients like nutrient-dense food and you're missing out on loads of those nutrients and you're not nourishing your body does that then impact your ability to perceive situations and then like stress what about how does that play into it how does like the these values or being in this sort of cognitive dissonance where mm -hmm. like you want that but you're trying to get that and you're going in two complete opposite directions and it feels like you're being pulled in two ways how does that impact your perception of the current moment and then what you soon realize especially like uh, like body image is the the easy one to talk about in this sort of example especially with the example you just gave you can look at your body one day and think oh looks looks all right i'm quite happy with it you can wake up the next day after maybe you've had a bad night's sleep and go oh my god i hate what i see in that mirror and that is how your body hasn't changed overnight it's impossible for that to happen but your perception of how you see your body has changed and that's yeah. in, in, impacted by those other things so what are you right now when you're picking these values whatever they might be what is your current state of ability to perceive the world as it really is perceive reality is right now because quite often people can be like oh well um i should be dieting should you is that an actual true representation of reality or is that a belief that someone else has pushed onto you because the oh. reality is there's no shoulds there's no rules we create our own rules yeah and so, it is good, isn't it? And it's it's just a disaster. Yeah, I really like that. Like, actually, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, yeah, I feel like I should be going on a diet, like massive red flag. Like, you know, re basically, I mean, we're going to wrap up because I try and keep everything. I could talk to you forever. But as in, I think really do challenge it, like challenge your inner uh, narrative, challenge why you perceive that you're only the only goal that's worthy really is the shrinkage goal. Because actually, I had um, a lovely chat yesterday with one of my challengers who's just kind of reset um, over the last six weeks. And she got to the point now where she has lost like an incredible amount of weight and she's done brilliantly. And for her, it's um, around values to be healthier for her son. And it was all brilliant because, you know, she's just been phenomenal. But she's got to that point where she's like, I just don't care what I weigh. I'm getting rid of the scales now. I would stay embedding these behaviours even if my, you know, body weight or composition doesn't shift. Like, I just love looking after myself better. I love setting a good role model for my son. I love turning up work uh, to work feeling energised. I really enjoy the feeling after a workout. You know, all of those things just, yeah, are so much more important. Yeah, 100%. And what we just said... sure if I'm still here or you are. Um, yeah, it, it, but that perception, 
when it comes to writing down your values, it's very easy to go, that should be my value. Mm. And that, that how you feel in that moment of, I should select this value. Like, for example, if you've got a family, you might feel like you should put family as the top priority value, but that might not be your top priority value. Like, if you've got little ones and meaningful work is so much more important to you and that's that's up there but you think that family should be at the top and then you put that value at the top because that's what everyone tells you should be at the top and then all of a sudden you're still not living in line with your values because you haven't picked a value that's true to you that's authentic to you so this sort of perception idea of like shoulds those values they fit into that same category yeah. Uh, just because they, you think that society tells you that should be your value doesn't mean it actually is. And challenging that to say, oh, well, actually, that aligns much better with me. So I'm going to pick that. And the, these, these values are just like a, like a fingerprint. They're completely unique to you. No one else is going gonna, is gonna to have values in the way that you have them. Yeah. So just embrace that. Like, these are my values doesn't mean no matter what I put at the top, it doesn't mean make me good or bad. There's no moral implications to it. That's just what I really value right now. And as yeah. we say, they're, they're going to change. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Stu. Well, I think uh, that was fantastic. I think if you have listened to this and you're not thinking about getting a pen and paper and writing it down, because I know you is massively into journaling and I would say it's like the best form of kind of like, therapy that you can self therapy that you can do like and it's fine to think it and if you're listening to this and you're like oh yeah but I'm thinking it and I thought about my values that's great and it's the first step but there's something really concrete about seeing it written down and then challenging it I loved what you just say there make sure that you're you're still not like oh well you know I think it should be health and then I think I should lose fat because blah 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 like make sure that if you're choosing like health as a value you know make sure that it is meaningful for you that is your top priority because sometimes we go rushing into you know I, I loved what you said about the fact that you've got those fundamentals and your physical and mental well-being must be must be looked after like that's just when people say to me oh you know but I'm, I'm just not ready to do it at this moment in time I'm like you've got to choose a form of movement you like it doesn't have to be what I do it doesn't no. have to be weights you don't have to go running don't have to hit you don't have to eat the way I do you don't have to train the way I do but you have to find something you enjoy doing because that isn't negotiable you have to you just do if you want yeah. to live that you know and, and, and just something there on actually finding your values a dead easy way is what do you pick three things that you surround yourself with on a daily basis three things pick three things that you um are proud of the achievements that you potentially achieved in that particular area you know big things in your life that you're really proud of what mm -hmm. sort of hobbies interests do you have three of those um then you could pick something like um, what's work, you know, if you in, obviously if you enjoy work, if not, maybe don't use work. But like <laughs> picking categories of areas of life, like things that I surround myself with, things I do on a daily basis that I enjoy, achievements that I've got, um, picking a couple of areas, write the things down and then find the trends between them. And yeah. they'll usually be trends. Um, Dr. John D. Martini, Values Factor. Um, that's a book but also on his website he does a free um values thing 
to explore. I think it's about 15 okay. questions. Can you Do send me Dr. John D. Martini. Martini. Um, like the drink, yeah. Um, I've written it down. Okay, awesome. His book, Values Factor, is epic. And the website, you can go through 15 questions and you can type in, and he asks you the similar questions to what I've just asked there. And there's 15 of them. And it comes out the other side and he tells you what your values are. Oh, okay. So I'm going to go quite do handy. it. Okay, yeah, give it a go. It takes about 20 minutes, but it's quite, it's quite interesting. Okay, awesome. And then I'll, you know, hopefully, uh, yeah, I can sign uh, those people in that direction. Stu, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure. No problem. Um, I, you really... My pleasure. My and pleasure for you to invite me on for a second time. I feel privileged oh. to be here twice. I must have done all right on the first one. Oh, you did amazingly. You've just gone and exceeded Brilliant. expectations again. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you haven't checked out Stu, like I was saying at the beginning, like some really lovely recipes and free resources, just give him your email. And um, if you are listening and you're not part of my free Facebook group, I'm going to do like a seven day mindset and nutrition style focus. And then the next reset on the 22nd of June. So if you want to work with either Stu or me, we love chatting, don't we, Stu? So they we do indeed. That is that is one thing I'm very good at. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Stu, have a lovely day. Go and see some sun before it goes forever. Yeah, will do. Thanks very much. Have a lovely Bye. evening. You Peace too. Out. Bye. Bye.